Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainer. Furby the Fourth ate his first solid food today, prompting a response of nothing but steaks all week for the Nebraska offensive line. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. No more peaches and carrots for Herbie the Seventh. Baby food be damned. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman Text Line, both open for you guys the rest of the way here, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. All right, let's go right to the Honda, uh, the, excuse me, the Allo VIP line where we're joined by Steve Mark of uh, Inside Nebraska on the Allo VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. Steve, how's, uh, how's the cold weather treating you? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a fan of it. Uh, uh, I know that might sound a little uh, odd to some people, but you know, I was born and bred here in Nebraska, so I know all about the cold weather, the hot weather. None of it really bothers me too much um out like you know when we were podcasting for our um over at inside nebraska and talking about last week's nebraska game against purdue i told the story about walking up to the stadium and having that coldness just kind of like hit me in the face yeah and me not being that disappointed about it so um you know i'm not out there playing if i was i might uh, feel a little differently about it but um you know for for it being november uh big 10 living in big 10 territory It's pretty cool once it gets cold for me, bro. Bro, you might be you might be a little crazy. Um, yeah, did, Steve, did you, you're weird. Did you watch the Toledo game <laughs> last night? Did I what? Did you watch the Toledo snow game last night with Buffalo? Oh yeah, I yeah, that was did. insane. Yeah, um, that's a uh, steep the game. other one with Northern Illinois and Central Michigan too was a pretty <laughs> pretty heavy blizzard blizzard like conditions too. Now, if I was like, if we're talking about that type of stuff, uh, I might think differently. Okay. But, uh, uh, for last weekend with with what uh, Nebraska and Purdue were playing in, uh, that was just about right for me. All right, Steve. Nebraska faces Michigan State this Saturday. Um, Nebraska, their defense just continues to put quality performance on top of quality performance on top of another one. And you're facing a Michigan State team that's two and six this year and winless in the conference. I mean, is is the formula this week the same as it feels like every single other week for Nebraska football where it's lean on your defense, expect them to hold the opponent to 10, 14 points and just hope that your offense can score more than that? Absolutely. I, I don't think you change one thing on defense. If you're Tony White and the black shirts, you just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, when you look at the offense that um, Nebraska is going to be Playing on defense uh, for Michigan State, they don't have really have an answer, a clear answer yet at quarterback. They, they've uh, played three guys. Noah Kim was the guy who originally started, started the first five games. Uh, Kaden Hauser took over for him uh, because Noah, Noah Kim wasn't really being that effective. Kaden Hauser is 
is a talented guy, I think, but um, he's a former four-star recruit, lead 11 guy. Um, but you know, he's, he's a, he's a redshirt freshman. He's still learning. He's being thrown into the fire and, and he got benched last week against Minnesota for wow. uh, a true freshman named Sam Levitt, um, from Oregon, a three-star recruit, um, in the 2023 class. So, uh, they have, they have tried three different guys at quarterback and, you know, that just doesn't really scream, um, stability for me. Uh, so, you know, if you're Tony White, if you're the black shirts, you just keep doing what you're doing and, and make Michigan State beat you with that offense because the offense is the worst one in the Big Ten. Um, it's, it's a, it's a program that's led by the, the defense, which I kind of like more than some other people. But, um, yeah, if you're, if you're talking about the black shirts, um, this offense does not scare you. Now, the, the running back, uh, Nate Carter from UConn, transferred from UConn, he's really good. I really like him, but, you know, it's, it's football. It's 11 man game. Can't really, uh, do, do much, uh, alone out there. Um, you need all 10 guys work along with you. So, um, yeah, what the Spartans are bringing in, um, it, it's not really that impressive in my opinion. So if you're Tony White, you keep doing what you're doing. Don't change much. Well, I think you look at Mich- – I mean, so so looking at, I guess, just the, the matchup here, Nebraska's defense, as we know, the rush defense, really talented to where I think yeah. they're, they're sixth in the country at like 79 yards per game allowed on the ground. Michigan State, um, and I'm sure you've looked at this, Steve, is, is ranked 115th in the country in rush offense – uh, just yeah. rushing uh, for about 108 yards per game this season, which is so unlike Michigan State in years past. And we obviously like go back to the the Kenneth Walker year, but even before that, in the Mark D'Antonio years, they always had really good running backs. And and you mentioned that they have uh, Carter now, but then they also had Jalen Berger, who was out for the year this season, yeah. the former Wisconsin Badger. I mean, it, it, that's that's really the matchup to where it's like Nebraska. You feel like you have a pretty good upper hand in in the run game. Absolutely. I think Nebraska is going to shut down what Michigan State tries to do on the ground. And, you know, that's going to that's going to mean, you know, look at those court, those three quarterbacks, whoever the hell is going to start for them. I don't know. Um, But just put put the pressure on them and their and their arm. Um, And, you know, uh, Noah Kim, he's thrown uh, six touchdowns, but he's also thrown six interceptions. He's completing 56 percent of his passes. Not that great. Kate Hauser again, two touchdown passes, also two interceptions. He's completing under 60% of his passes at 57. And then the, the true freshman, Sam Levitt, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, that might be a lot on his shoulders, but he's thrown a touchdown, but he's thrown two picks and completed mm-hmm. 66% of his passes. So they, they don't really have, in my opinion, a quarterback that should scare Nebraska. And that should, uh, that, that should be good news for Husker fans because, you know, if you do your job on first and second down and stop that run game from the Spartans, and then you um, are in those third and long situations, maybe we're going to have a, uh, James Williams sighting out there with that five-man front that Tony White and Terrence Knighton and Rob Dvorak have kind of cooked up that pass rushing um, situ- situational package. So uh, I, when those guys hit the hit the grass, I'm really I'm really excited. It gets me excited to watch those guys turn their ears back and go. And I think we might see uh, ha- have a strong potential of that this Saturday. We're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska on the Allo VIP line, uh, Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Steve, um, sticking with the defense really quickly here, just kind of more of a macro question. Tony White, um, we, we just got a text just 30 seconds ago on the text line about a realistic offer for Tony White to keep him at Nebraska. I mean, that's that conversation is now becoming louder and louder, it feels like. To, and because people are taking notice of what Tony White's doing, I, I guess more more just overview part of it. What are the what are the chances that Tony White is Nebraska's defensive coordinator next season? 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting question and, and one that's a legit question going on. We were talking about this over at Inside Nebraska. Me and my colleagues were talking about this exact situation with Tony White and how he's probably catching the attention of some programs uh, who are looking for a defensive coordinator and maybe even a head coach. I don't know. Um, Tony White absolutely uh, screams future head coach uh, for me right now, but I don't know if it's going to be next year. Um, but yeah, absolutely. He's getting paid uh, right now a million dollars annually. Uh, it's the most money he's made coaching in college football. And I think Nebraska has the pockets to, um, you know, give him give him what he needs to stay in Lincoln and, and get him retained. And another kind of off, this is kind of going off subject a little bit, but along those same lines, uh, we were talking about it on a podcast was the true freshmen that Nebraska is playing and that yeah. are flashing in the Big Ten and, and really showing that they belong. You know, your Malachi Coleman's, um, your Jaden Dosses, your your Jalen uh, Jalen Lloyd's, and then on the defensive side, Cam Lenhart, Riley Van Poppel, uh, Principal Uman Mielen. Are is Nebraska going to have to re-recruit their own players in the offseason? And the yeah. answer is yes. So th- that's the work. That's the college football world that everybody is living in right now. That the guys on your roster, on both on the field and the coaching staff, you know, you're going to have to re-recruit them. And with the coaches, yeah, you're going to have to pay Tony White more, probably, in my opinion, because he's going to be uh, taking calls from programs looking to uh, kind of revamp their defense and try to replicate what's happening at Nebraska. Because for Tony White to come into Lincoln, um, not knowing anybody, and and teaching a brand new defense, a three front defense that none of the players had any experience playing in before he came here, and for him to have the results that he's had this season. It's incredible. It's really incredible. And I know you can point at the deep, the offenses in the Big Ten and how bad the Big Ten West is offensively, and, and that's true. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks in the Big Ten West. But to get, it's more about the buy-in for me, the mm-hmm. buy-in. These kids are playing so hard. The, the Husker defenders are playing so hard. And uh, I think that, you know, if you play hard and you're completely bought in and you do everything uh, that your coaches ask, you know, you can do some things. And and Tony White has shown that he can get through to players like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Nebraska is going to have to pony up for Tony White. They're going to have to um, make him offers, uh, counter offers, things like that. Because, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, the different programs are going to come calling for Tony White. Going over to the offensive side, um, and just a couple more football before we go to basketball here really quickly. We're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Jeff Sims, I, I guess just what's the outlook for a guy like him, because obviously the conversation's coming up again because of how he uh, fumbled, unfortunately, when he came into the game on Saturday against Purdue. What's the outlook realistically for Jeff Sims? Incredible teammate, and that's something that kind of like keeps Husker fans somewhat rallied around him. But if you can't hold on to the ball, we've heard it multiple times. If you can't hold on to your onto the ball, you're not going to play. Yeah, I don't. Um... You know, I was, I was really kind of disappointed when he got his opportunity and then uh, unfortunately fumbled it. And, and Tadron Jenkins, the future NFL guy, uh, ran 55 yards back the other way for a touchdown. Absolutely not what you wanted to see from Jeff Sims in that moment after everything that has happened in those first two games before his uh, high ankle sprain. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the, what the future outlook is. Uh, I don't think he's starting quarterback in Nebraska next year. I don't know if he's on the roster next year. Um, there's going to be some hard uh, questions being answered, being asked inside the inside the program. And, you know, I trust uh, uh, Matt Rule and his staff will make the correct ones. But, um, yeah, it was super disappointing to see uh, Jeff Sims do that when, when he got his opportunity 
um, you know, had had some time away to mm-hmm. uh, really work on some things, and then for him to get that opportunity and and put the ball on the ground and have it result in a touchdown and, and actually give Purdue life um, after they had been dead for the whole game basically on offense, uh, that's really really bad. So I was super super disappointed in that. And you know what? When you ask like future outlook for Jeff Sims at Nebraska, I can't answer that. I don't know. It, me personally, I don't think it looks good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So, so we're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. So, Steve, kind of building on that, if if you don't see, you know, that for for Jeff, if you know, hopefully nothing happens, Heiner Carberg has to go out for any amount of time. Are we looking at Chubba Purdy coming in? Are we looking at? I mean, that's probably the the most obvious answer. But where where does the quarterback situation lie if if you can't trust Sims to hold on to the ball when he's in at quarterback? Well, let's just say hypothetically, if Heinrich Harburg is out there and his helmet pops off for whatever reason, I do think it would be Jeff Sims going out there just because I think that's how Matt Rule might handle the situation. Me personally, I if I was in Matt Rule's shoes, I would probably try Chuba on that, you know, see what he can do, see if he can actually hold on to the ball um, and not make a backbreaking mistake in his first play out. So, you know, it, you know, Nebraska still, even though. Um, you know, things are going really well for Nebraska right now. A bowl game looks like it's going to happen for the first time since 2016. The vibes are positive in Lincoln right now. Um, you know, good things happening all over the place with the football program right now. It doesn't change the fact that I think there's still going to be a quarterback question at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to go portaling for a transfer quarterback. I, you know, we have uh, Danny Kaling coming back, coming in. Um, there's going to be some new blood uh, in the quarterback room, as I think there should be with Nebraska, because it hasn't really been good at the quarterback situation at all. And I like Heinrich Harburg. I think he's a great kid, um, but I don't think he's the future at Nebraska. But we will see, um, you know, with in, in today's college football world, with uh, the amount of changes that rosters undergo with NIL and how that plays with an element, um, it's just going to be a year in year out thing from now on, I think. And, and the quarterback situation is going to be one of those positions that, um, you know, whether you like it or not, is going to be kind of a year by year thing, unless you, you have a young stud, you, you can really like uh, hit your, hit your trailer to and, and kind of ride with him for uh, maybe three or four years or two or three years. So um, yeah, uh, quarterback is going to be really important. And, you know, if, if something happens at Michigan state where Heinrich has to, leave the field I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Jeff Sims was still that guy but me personally I might uh, give Chuba a chance all right Steve I know you're anxious to get back into the Kate and Hauser film so we'll, we'll keep this <laughs> short here um but hey so uh, big picture here I I mean it's incredible to kind of think what Matt Rule and his staff have been able to do here it's it's weird because like I have to check myself because the way we discuss it on a daily basis is like Nebraska's this New Year's Six Bowl contender. But it's just we're in such uncharted waters than what Nebraska fans have experienced in the last six, seven years. And it's Matt Rule really hung his hat. It felt like on that po- in that postgame press conference on Saturday that for the first time in 22 years, Nebraska went undefeated in October. The three-game winning streak. When you look at everything that Nebraska has been able to do just in the short amount of time, 
how in, how invigorating has that been for not only the fan base but also the program going forward? Yeah, it's super invigorating because uh, you know not, it hasn't been this positive around the football program program in a really really long time, and I think a lot of people around here in the fan base um, are looking at Matt Rule and, and kind of maybe somewhere on the fence, right? Uh, and maybe rightfully so when mm-hmm. when he was first hired in November, um, but I think he's shown that he's he's for real. He's, he's the real deal in, in, in the big 10 right now. Uh, he can create a programming and make a belief with the players, um, to follow him and be okay to follow him and do, do the tough things that he asks in the off season. And, uh, with all those brutal mat drills and, and all the weight room stuff and the conditioning tests and all that stuff. And then, uh, to carry it on over into the season and have really tough practices, really physical practices where you're hitting and then to go play a game on Saturday. All that is tough. It's, it's not easy to be a college football player at Nebraska under Matt Rule. But I, like Ty Robinson said after the Purdue game, you know, he's showing that the process works. If, if you have buy-in from guys, uh, just follow this Matt Rule cat, and, you know, it's gonna, you're going to have fun. You're going to win games, um, and you're going to be the big man on campus. So I think that's exactly what's happening at Nebraska. It's going to be interesting how, how this kind of develops in the new Big Ten, you know, with those with uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, I'm, I'm curious how, how it's going to change. I, I think uh, for the most part, the, the schools on the West Coast that are joining big, the Big Ten, they're going to have to uh, toughen up a little bit, play, play more like Midwestern teams when they come over here more. I think uh, they're going to have to adjust for the Big Ten than the, than the normal Big Ten teams are going to have to adjust for the West Coast teams, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's just all going to be really interesting, and then and – I'm. You know, I, I think Nebraska is going to make a bowl game. They should anyway. And, you know, how, how that momentum, positive mm-hmm. momentum, carries over to the next season in the new Big Ten without East and West divisions, that's really, really interesting to me. All right, Steve, we'll, we'll talk basketball next Wednesday when after uh, Nebraska opens their season on Monday when we have you on. Um, but I, I texted you back on October 18th. I just looked at this, and I said – Let's talk today about how the Huskers are going to go nine and three. And that was when Nebraska was three and three. Do the Huskers go nine and three to end the year? And what happens against Michigan State more importantly? Isn't it crazy that nine and three is like on the table right now? <laughs> hey, hey, your your response. Insane. Just, okay, just uh, hold on. I, I hold need on. to make a prediction. Is there going to be a nine and three record at the end of the season at Nebraska? I will say no. Yeah, your but response. Not be- Steve. But not because I, I think they can't do it. It's okay. just because. You know, it's still Nebraska. It's still the Huskers. I've still been covering this program for the last three years, and it's hard to just believe that that's going to happen. But could it happen? Absolutely. Steve, Steve, so just so that it's out there, and it's not – I don't think you'd mind me sharing this. I asked you, yeah, and I said, I said, get ready to talk about how the Huskers are going to finish 9-3. and three. And you said, ha, 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 ha. That's what you said. <laughs> And wow. I said, those I said maybe two, I should have added another uh, ha or two, you know, there, there's, nah, there's, I know those extra I, two ha's are too much. So here's the thing. I said, okay, okay. Eight and four. And you said a little better. And so <laughs> here's the thing. What happens Saturday against Michigan state? Uh, okay. Let's get an oddly specific score here. Uh, 21 to 10 Nebraska wins. Okay. It's a low scoring, cold, big 10 uh, type game. Um, offenses struggle because there's going to be two, two um, really solid defenses on the field at Spartan Stadium. Even though uh, Michigan State's defense has blown some fourth-quarter leads recently, um, you know, I, I think uh, 
don't know. I think it's just going to be a really low-scoring Big Ten-ish type game because, you know, mm-hmm. after all, we are uh, in the Big Ten playing football in the Big Ten. So let's go with Ooh. Nebraska 21, Spartans 10 because they don't have a quarterback yet. Do we, we see a special teams touchdown, Steve? No. Okay. There you go. We uh we have some texters. <laughs> we have some texters Simple. on the text line mad because we didn't talk Husker hoops. Yes or no? Buy Eli Rice stock. Oh, you absolutely buy it. <laughs> there um, you go. You know Eli Rice. Do we have do we have time? My hey, hey, hey Steve, Steve. It's it's all on you, man. Yeah, I, I wanted to get you out of here, <laughs> yeah, man. I know. You you, I know you got. No, Michigan yeah. When, State. Whenever uh, Eli Rice gets brought up, I get excited because that kid is legit. <laughs> okay. Um, six foot six foot eight. Uh, when he came here in the summer, he was probably like around six foot seven, but he keeps growing. Um, just a, a lot of potential with him. Now, is he is he going to be uh, a day one starter at Nebraska? No. Um, is he just trying to find a way to get into the rotation in his first year? Yes. Uh, do I do I think that he's going to do that? Yes. Is he going to be uh, an offensive? Um, you know, just somebody who who kind of fits perfectly with what Fred. Hoiberg wants to do offensively with that five-out system and kind of that read-and-react um, offense. Yes, I do. I, I think Eli Rice at six seven, he has an absolutely great frame. He needs to improve defensively and get a little stronger, but every true freshman does. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's come from IMG Academy. He's got he's got all the talent in the world, offensive talent in the world, and it's going to take some time to understand rotations and how to play in the Big Ten and just like how to be physical. Josiah Alec talked about that at Big Ten Media Days about trying to toughen him up in practices uh, to prepare him for what he's going to be seeing during the regular season. But um, yeah, I mean, with uh, Casey Tomanaga's uh, really bad rolled ankle, I wouldn't be surprised if Casey misses the first one or two games just to stay on the safe side with him. Because, you know, if you look at the Huskers schedule to start off, there's, there's a great opportunity to start um, 4-0, 5-0 before you go to um, um, South Dakota to play Oregon State in that um, neutral site game. But uh, yeah, there's opportunities for Eli Rice to go, and um, that exhibition game, 18 points against Stone, mm-hmm. uh, that that was really impressive. He had his first two threes off the bench, both corner shots, and then missed his last three, but uh, kind of played really well in the second half too. Um, kind of understood his size and and that he was bigger than everybody else that Doan had, and and kind of went to the hoop more in the second half. That was really good to see. So, um, yeah, anytime we can uh, talk Eli Rice, I will do that, guys, because he is he is uh, really really impressive, and I like the trajectory that he is already shown in his brief time in Lincoln. Well, I remember you, you and I had that conversation about him at, while he was at IMG Academy last year, where yeah. it was, it was one of those things where I remember having the conversation at PBA prior to a game where it was like, yeah, if, if he could, there was some reason that he wasn't on campus yet, but if he was like, he would be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, so last year when all those injuries were happening with, with uh, the Huskers and uh, you know, Emmanuel Bandamel, went down and then uh, Jamarcus Lawrence had to step up and go into a, a, um, a starting role and, and Sam Hoiberg was coming off the bench and uh, doing his thing. Eli Rice would have absolutely gotten minutes last year if he was on campus and he was at a prep school year. Um, he, uh, last year at IMG was uh, his prep school year. So he's actually like a second year true freshman, if that makes sense. So he's a little bit more developed and that's the benefit of recruiting IMG guys is that they come to campus usually a little bit more developed than your average high school somewhere else around the, around the uh, country. But um, yeah, if Eli Rice was on campus last year, I definitely think that he would have contributed as a, as a uh, first year guy coming off the bench and um, maybe would have been a spark offensively. I, I, I just am really high on this guy. I, I hope it all goes well with him and, 
Uh, hopefully his development on the other end um, defensively is, is going to continue to go up because if, if he shows flashes on the defensive end, just like he does on the offensive end, he's going to, he's going to play a lot at Nebraska right now. And I think really help out. All right, Steve. Well, we kept you a lot longer than we were planning on it. So we apologize. Uh, but no, it also don't. is your fault. Yeah. So no, yeah, no, <laughs> it's totally, it's totally fine. I need to so, uh, talking, talking with you guys. I'm, I'm in the middle of doing my Michigan state preview right now for inside Nebraska. Check it out tomorrow morning. There you everyone. Go. But, uh, yeah, I just do way too much on these things anyway, so they're usually like way long. Maybe I need well, to cut them down because I don't think a lot of Husker fans read these things anyway. But I have fun dang. doing them, and it teaches me about the uh, opponents that I'll be watching on Saturday. So there you go. There he is, Steve Mark of Inside <laughs> Nebraska. Steve, appreciate it as always, man. Have a safe trip to East Lansing, and we'll uh, see you next Monday at the Husker basketball game against Lindenwood. Yeah, Lindenwood. I'm excited to see what those guys bring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah enjoy, enjoy the cold, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. There he is, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time. As always, uh, the Huskers going to win 21 to 10, according to Steve. So if it's not, you know where to find him at Steve Mark on Twitter. I think that's his Twitter. I very well could Something be wrong like on that. that. I got a question for you. Okay. Steve underscore Mark. Do you want to end the happy hour now and just go straight into on the block? Yeah. Yeah. We, well, it's um, it's it's i mean I, I know i know i i have the clock there, oh yeah we have a clock over there which by the way it's in military time which is really yeah i mean causing a lot of thoughts do you do you want to do that um no 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 let's okay. not do that okay yeah no let's let's bring strick in even if it's for even if it's for like two seconds okay let's do that all right strick joins us coming up next Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.